In today's show, we're looking back at all of the action from Wednesday. There were 13 games on. Strap in. It's going to be a long one. Mick, you right? Thanks, Josh. It's Michael Bolton here, and it's time for another episode of the Locked On Fantasy Basketball Podcast. Let's get to it. Let's get to it. Indeed. You are Locked On Fantasy Basketball, your daily fantasy basketball podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Hello and welcome to the Locked On Fantasy Basketball Podcast brought to you by Basketball Monster. My name is Josh Lloyd and I am the lead fantasy analyst at BasketballMonster.com and at Yahoo Sports Australia. And you can find me on Twitter, as always, at RedRock underscore Beeble and on Instagram at Locked On Fantasy Basketball. Thank you for making Locked On Fantasy Basketball your first listen every day. We are free and available on all platforms. 13 games on. It's going to be a long one. Let's crack in straight away to some news. Bad news for Lonzo Ball. We'll talk more about the Bulls a little bit later on. But don't know if I mentioned this yesterday. I don't know if the news had come through yet, but he apparently has a bone bruise on his knee. Um, not responding particularly well. He's going to be out for the rest of this week, as is Zach Levine. Uh, I would expect a little bit longer here for Lonz. And I don't know this for sure, but I would, I would be worried about him not returning until the All-Star break, personally. I would be worried about that. I don't think that that's... I'm not saying that's what's happening. Uh, I don't say expect that to happen. I would just be, don't rule that out. It's a bit of a worry. Obviously, that boosts the value of Kobe White. It boosts the value of Ayo Desumnu. Um, look, those guys are putting up great numbers. And Crusoe is back today, and they're going to have that bulk of that value. And they all can have maybe some 12-team league value. But um, it is a worry for where Lonzo sits rest of season. Also, a little bit of a worry, I guess, with DeAndre Ayton. He's out again tomorrow with this ankle problem. So we're still going with the uh, JaVale McGee stream with the Deepers going for Bismack Biombo. You might even want to stream Bismack in a 12 with so few games on tomorrow. And the other news that came through after I recorded yesterday is that Jonathan Kaminga is going to continue to start until Draymond Green returns. So he had some foul trouble in yesterday's game. Um, yeah, you want to just consider him at least a short-term stream option. Who is going to impact your percentages probably negatively? But there is some ability for him to rack up some numbers, some counting stats in some starts for the next few weeks without Draymond Green. More injury stuff to catch up on, which we'll do as we go through the games uh, here. And the first game, we'll talk we're straight into it right now because it's time for us to do it. The Magic and the Sixers. Some big performances in this game. We'll start on the Magic side of things. One, two, three, four, five. Bumba went crazy. 30 minutes for Mo Bumba, 32 points. Now... He had 28 of those in the first half. Seven triples, three blocks, 80% shooting. It's almost like the Nick Batum game from the other day. Great first half, invisible second half, but we still love it overall. It's still a great, great line. 48 fantasy points. He is obviously a must-roster player, but no Wendell Carter here. Jumra Kiki moved to the bench and only played 21 minutes, but actually went bananas as well. 86% shooting, 18.6 triples, a steal, but we know what to do with that. We know that shooting's not real. We know that he's not hitting six threes. Like best case scenario, that's like an eleven and three game with three threes. Yeah, not best case because obviously best case is literally what happened here. Uh, expected case, maybe that's more what I'm trying to say. So don't overreact too much there for Chuma. The Cole Anthony regression is hitting, and it's hitting real hard. Thirteen points, the eight assists are nice, but no defensive stats, lower usage, low efficiency. These numbers that he's putting up the last say two to three weeks. A sort of what we envisaged for him at the start of the season. Hey, he might start when Markel Fultz is out. 
He might be useful enough as a back-end guy. And then he just blew up. And now it's regressing. I, I'm a little... I'm, I'm just... I'm a little concerned about where it's headed. He's slumping a bit as well, Franz Wagner. Only 9 points on 27%, but at least he had 11 rebounds. But back outside the top 100 for the season, Wagner is. Uh, 140th over the last two weeks. I'm not worried that he's not going to start or anything like that. But when players return, it's going to be a little bit more of a squeeze. And we've already seen him get squeezed. I was impressed by Jalen Suggs. Again, 34 minutes, 14, 9, and 5, 2 steals. I think he's got to be grabbed in every 12-team league. And I've sort of been saying that, maybe not as um, aggressively as must be, but I said, I think grab him. I think grab him. I can see it trending. He's playing well every game. And now we've got him starting, and now we've got the minutes pushing back up. That is your absolute green war, green light, sorry. You have pedal to the metal. Go, go grab him. Let's see what happens. We can Jack Armstrong, Terrence Ross. We can Jack Armstrong, Gary Harris, who had five points in 32 minutes. Ross had two points and knee soreness that eliminated him from the game. And then RJ Hampton hurt his knee as well and played only 12 minutes. But Suggs, Anthony, and then eventually, maybe at some point in this millennium, Markel Fultz and John Isaac will return and have some sort of an impact there. For the Sixers, we want to talk about craziness. Joel Embiid went bananas. 50 points in 27 minutes. 12 rebounds, one steal, three blocks. Somehow he had a better second half than first half, and he had 24 first half points. I think he had 20 first quarter points, but that is just a huge, huge game. Well, the thick Hogsman, is he thickening up again? Um, I think I am a TH. T to the H. Yeah, TH for life. Um, yeah, good numbers. 21 and 4, 4 assists, 2 steals and a block, 62% shooting. Let's hope that continues. Drummond had a nice defensive game with two steals and two blocks, but he's really hard to have as a must-roster guy. While Maxi had 14-3-2, and, and Seth Curry, disappointing, five points, three assists, but eight boards, I guess, helps a little bit, still holding him. They started Charlie Brown in the first half, but uh, subbed him out and started Ferky from Turkey in the second half. This is without Thibault, without Milton, without Green. Um, these guys should be returning soon, we would guess, and then that's going to limit Korkmaz and Brown, and, and they're only just sort of deeper league, 14-team, maybe 12-team league streamers on a low-volume day um, at this point. Um, all right, let's look at the next game. Yeah, that's uh, that's what we probably need to do, isn't it? Let's look at the next game. The Nets get the win over the Wizards, just. They were up big, and the Wizards came back. 119-118. Kyrie Irving played 38 minutes and had 30 points with seven assists. If you want to sell him, this is the time to do it. They've got a little bit of a stretch here coming up with a lot of road games, including this week. But when fantasy playoff hits, he's just not going to play. So try to get something out of it. Again, the best trade is when you take a short-term hit, which is exactly what you do if you trade Kyrie now. LaMarcus Aldridge went crazy. 32 minutes, 27 and 6, with two blocks. He took on extra usage. He hit every shot under the sun. These are great numbers. 45 fantasy points. He can be a 12-team league option, but there's no Claxton. Remember that. That will impact him. But I wouldn't be... You're not expecting this, obviously. Um, but he, he can be an option. Dayron Sharp, I thought, actually produced well too. 14 and 6 in 16 minutes. But with Aldridge playing that much, it limited Sharp's impact. Kessler Edwards played a lot in place of Durant, but the three steals, the only thing keeping him afloat. He's just a fringe 12-team league player. Well, Jimmy Harden really struggled. 18, 8, and 9 with a triple zero and poor percentages from the field and from the line. Just a stinking night from him. Millsy had 17 with five threes in 38 minutes. I do not think that Pat Mills is a must-roster player, even though Kevin Durant is out. I just I just don't think that he is a, uh, a must-roster guy, nor is Cam Thomas, pretty clearly. Four points in 21 minutes. Maybe you can stream Cam in when uh, Kyrie's out. Get that garbage out of here! After being out of the rotation last game, Denny Avdia 
played 23 minutes and had 13, 5, and 3, a steal and a block with two triples. It makes a lot more sense to play him versus a Hal Neto, and that's exactly what they did. And Corey Kispert went from playing 30 minutes to playing 14 minutes. Better use of rotations from Wes Unseld. Avdia is still just a deeper league guy. Bielo, 23, 4, and 9, two steals and a block, poor percentages, but good production otherwise. But let's talk about the centers, and we don't really get too much of an idea. Up until the end of the third quarter, Montrez Harrell had played 12 minutes, Thomas Bryant had played 12 minutes, and Daniel Gafford had played 12 minutes. They had split the 36 available center minutes exactly evenly, and then Harrell played every single minute of the fourth quarter. 24 minutes for Harrell, 14 and 6 with three blocks. They're good enough numbers. Is he a must-roster guy? I don't think he's must. He's fine. But he is the priority out of those three. It's just only as a back-end guy. Unfortunately, Get that garbage out of here! Should have said the bloke's name before, Daniel Gafford. The only way that this is changing is if there is a change in rotation decisions, which I don't think is going to happen, um, or that there is a trade. That's it. He's just not playing enough to get uh, enough value here. Gafford had eight points in 12 minutes. Well, Tom Bryant, remember I told you last game, it would have been impossible for him to at 35% usage in those 16 minutes again. And it was. Six and five in 12 minutes. Again, like Gafford, it's going to take a trade for him to get the 25 minutes that he requires to be a 12-team must roster player. He is not, nor is Gafford. Um, Spencer Dinwiddie, yeah, look, he just really struggles playing alongside Beal. 11, one and five. Look, that's all right but I wouldn't say it's a must. While the future MVP, Kyle Kuzma, the inevitable slide has started, I think, 16 and 6, only took 11 shots. He had a triple one still, but that look, that's totally fine as a line. And it's fine to hold him in 12-team leagues, and you absolutely should hold him. But those top 30, top 40 numbers he was putting up, that was the biggest mirage you will find in terms of the ability of that to pers- persist the rest of the season. It just was never going to happen. And it's not going to happen. I'll, I'll go on record in suggesting that it is not going to happen as we move forward. But um, I'll tell you what is going to happen, and that is BetOnline wishing you a happy new betting year for 2022. BetOnline is remaining your number one spot for all of your betting action for 2022. So head to the new updated desktop site. It's a new year, so why wouldn't you check out the new site? Or use your mobile device and sign up today using the promo code Locked On and get yourself a 50% welcome deposit bonus on your first deposit. From basketball to football... The NHL, boxing, UFC, or right to your favorite Vegas casino games. Don't wait and take advantage of all of the fantastic offers available for 2022. Bet Online is the fastest and easiest way to bet on all of your favorite sports. Bet Online is where the game starts. Third game, the Heat beat the Blazers despite being relatively undermanned. Obviously, the Blazers are undermanned as well. 104-92. Good recovery from Anthony Simons. 38 minutes, 27-3-7 with six triples. Good game there. CJ McCollum in 33 minutes had 24-3-4 with two steals and four threes. Good games from both of those guys. While my man, Yusuf Nurkic. No question about it. I am ready to get hurt again. Only 28 minutes. He had foul trouble. 18 and 14. Putting up some very, very strong numbers at the moment. Covington played a whopping 38 minutes. He only registered one block and shot 27%, which is a bit disappointing, but 11 and 12. And while Larry Nance remains out for, I guess, the short term, and now Nasir Little's dealing with a hip problem, Covington's going to be able to maintain value. With Little playing only 12 minutes and going scoreless, it's hard to look at him as a 12 or 14 team league guy. And Tony Snell replaced him. And we know that Tony Snell, on a, you know, on a pound-for-pound basis, he's the worst fantasy player in the NBA. I think that's, that's pretty obvious. He's just absolutely abysmal at generating stats. He just does not do it, does not do it remotely. Close to anything useful. Um, 
Is people still holding Dennis Smith in 12-team leagues? I don't know why. You can obviously Jack Armstrong him. Get that garbage out of here! Five points in 13 minutes. Yeah, if Simons goes down, you stream him in. But that's really it. On to the Heat. They were without Tyler, Tyler Hero, who's in the COVID protocols. Kyle Lowry was out once again with personal issues. And then Jimmy Butler got ejected. I know you guys want me to rant about referees and ejections. Maybe I will. Yeah, I will. Because I don't understand why the NBA or basketball in general as a sport wants players to not play. There's just They just have an absolute fetish, fetishization with kicking players out of games. Two techs, you're ejected. Too many fouls, don't play anymore. Too many fouls, sit on the bench so you, you don't come back in, in case you get kicked out. They just don't want players to play. Why? Because they, they said a bad word. Can the refs not hear Jimmy Butler say kids cover your ears? That's fucking bullshit. I don't know if that's what he said. Or even they said, fuck you, that's a bad call. And the refs, oh, get out here, you can't play anymore. Give a, give a tech against them, sure. Give free throws against them. No worries for swearing, whatever. Kicking them out of the game is just bullshit. For the most petty bullshit in the world. You rolled it back incorrectly. You looked funny. You pointed at someone. You used excessive profanity. I'll use excessive profanity. You blokes are a bunch of fucking weak bastards. Maybe, allegedly. Like, stop kicking blokes out of games. We just want the players to play. Penalize them somehow. Don't kick them out of games. Um, the Winter Soldier had 15 points in 32 minutes. Max Struess, four threes, five rebounds, two assists, and a, and a block. Good. And while Hero is out, he's a 12-team league option. Caleb Martin benefited from Butler uh, Butler's absence, obviously, but 26-8. and eight. He also gets a boost without, um, without Tyler Hero. Out of bio. Now, we haven't seen this from Bam all year. 20 and 11, five steals and three blocks. He has been unbelievably low in block numbers, especially this season. So it's good to get that game from him, 60 minutes. Now, my anus is safe from a tattoo. I don't have to tattoo Omer Yurtseven's name around it because he didn't play 30 minutes. He played seven seconds. So if you are still holding Omer Yurtseven, get that garbage out of here! I know there are people who are holding, oh, maybe they just trade him away. Maybe he gets traded somewhere and then he plays here 20, 30 minutes a night on another team. Like, it's just not going to happen, guys. You're wasting a roster spot. Gabe Vincent, streamer, until Kyle Lowry returns. 11-2-7 with three steals and a block. That's solid enough, but he will not play when this team is healthy. Just be aware of that. Spolster didn't say it ex- expressly. I can't think of the word I'm trying to say. Um, you know, He didn't say it directly. That's what I'm trying to say. But they asked him, yeah, where does Vincent's role sit? And he goes, oh, he's been great. Um, um, you know, we're, we're, we're a good team who's playing for something, so people are going to have to make sacrifices. That means when those players are back, you're going to sit down, Gabe, and you're not going to play. And I think that's pretty straightforward. And the same might happen to Maxi Struess. The stinking season from Duncan Robinson continues. He is the 206th ranked player this year, yet he is still being rostered in far too many 12-team leagues. Get him out of there. Get that garbage out! He is not a 12-team league player. He has not been a 12-team league player all season. You can, I promise you, do better than Duncan Robinson. The Charlotte Hornets, a huge win on the road against the Celtics. I'm sure Celtics fans took this well. Um, Terry Rogier, against his former team, had 28-4-10. Massive game. He is rolling. 46 fantasy points, 6 triples. I said in the preseason that Rogier took like an 8-9% jump in his 2-point percentage, which came out of nowhere. I said, hey, maybe that doesn't continue. Maybe it does. Maybe it's just an awesome shooter now. He's been great. Outside of some wonkiness to start the year, he's killing it. There is a level of, I'm not sure the sticks, but he's killing it. 
Lamelo Ball back after the one-game absence, only 32 minutes, and it continues to frustrate with the playing time. But 15, 10, and 10 is good. And Bridges had 22 and 7. By the way, PJ Washington. Get that garbage out of here! Two points, hurt his hip. Mason Plumley had six and ten in 28. Cody Martin's not a 12-team league guy, while Kelly Oubre returned and had 18 points. That is a sky-high usage for Oubre. He had, what, 26 usage, 18 points on 50%. It is hard to look at him as a must-roster guy, but he's fine in a 12-team league on the back end of a, of a rotation. Like He's fine there. Just he's not like a guaranteed must-rostery sort of player, I don't think. Gordon Haywood played just 21 minutes. He had some foul trouble. Five points, three assists, and two steals. Well, for the Celtics, it was another big game for Dennis Schroeder, so you know what to do. You've got to sell high. 24-7 and 5, 5 threes, 3 steals, 37 minutes. Because when Marcus Smart comes back, he'll play 12, 13 minutes fewer than this. No Rob Williams again. Al Horford, 32 minutes, 13 and 10. Best game he's played in a little while. But there's no Rob Williams. So we'll see where this goes. They actually started amazingly in the second half. They started freedom next to Horford. Now, he wasn't particularly good. Ennis, he had 5 and 3 in 19 minutes. But that's what they did because Grant Williams had 4 fouls in the first half. Jalen Brown. JB, you've done it again. 21, 6, and 6 with two threes. Solid enough. Well, Jason Tatum was shitful. Look, that is really bad. 12 points on 26% shooting. He has had some horrific, horrific shooting nights this season. Some just like disgustingly bad shooting nights. Yet still, he's the 22nd ranked player this season. That's not giving you much hope after you drafted him in the top 10 probably. But it's not a complete disaster. As much of a disaster as what it seems anyway. Um, solid enough from Joshy Richardson, 10-2-3, a steal and a block, but he really is just like a 14-team league player versus a must-roster 12. He just isn't a must-roster 12-team league player, but I am pretty sure you're all well aware of that. Um, make sure you are checking out, after you listen to this podcast, the Locked On Now podcast, which has uh, daily recaps from our local analysts on their particular game. So listen to Locked On Now. It's on all podcast providers, but also on the Locked On NBA YouTube channel. Let's go to the next one. It is the Minnesota Timberwolves against the Atlanta Hawks. I don't know how Atlanta won this. Minnesota was up big, like really big, and the Hawks came back with a huge win. Patrick Beverly, you'll be stunned to know this, but he got hurt again. Six minutes, ankle sprain. I think he's going to be okay, but let's watch it. Because with him out, Malik Beasley played 31 minutes and had 16 points with four threes. Of course, he did nothing else, but he did score well. And he can be at least a short-term streamer if Beverly misses time. Do not drop Patrick Beverly. Do not. Jared Vanderbilt Bar, only 21 minutes with some foul trouble. 10 and 8, three steals. He's a 12-team league guy. Well, Russell had 31, 2, and 5, and 2 steals. And Townsy 17, 10, and 7 with 2 steals and a block. You wouldn't, you wouldn't believe it, but there was another absolutely soft-ass ejection of Anthony Edwards because he said two things to a ref on one play and got double texts. It is just bullshit. It costs teams games. It costs fans the enjoyment of seeing players play. I, I don't understand why... It, 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 I know people are going to say, oh, it can happen in another sport. Like in football, you get ejected for targeting. Targeting is very different from saying naughty words. Like if someone goes up for a dunk and another player comes in and pushes him in midair, smacks him in the face, yeah, get him all the way out of the game. That shit is violent and dangerous. Saying a bad word because you're frustrated does not mean you should be out of a game. Does that happen in other sports? I, I don't know of any. Are you out there playing football and you tell the ref, like, fuck off, do they kick you out? No, they don't. Why is it only a basketball thing? It is frustrating. Just let the guys play, man. Because Goose was doing well. 20 points in 24 minutes with four threes. He looked great. But no, we don't get to see him play. Jaden McDaniel started the second half in, in place of Pat Beverly and did absolutely nothing. He is not remotely close to a um, 
remotely close to a 12-team league player. For the Hawks, Trey Young was great. 37-5 and 14 with six triples. And my man, the uh, double O agent, Onyeka Okongwu, 34 minutes, 17 and 8, one steal, five blocks. He is awesome. He is going to be a perennial top 40, if not top 30 fantasy player. It will not be this season. Nate McMillan, because I think he knows, unless I think someone asked him specifically, but he knows that this guy's good and there's going to be questions. But he made a point of saying, no, Clint Capella is our starter. All right, Okongwu goes back to a backup role. He'll play 20, 21 minutes, 22 maybe. And it's not going to be enough to be a 12-team league guy. But he's awesome. You should be valuing him really high in Dynasty Leagues. He is, at some point, going to be the starter on this team, maybe next year. He's really very good. No Bogdanovich. So Herder and Hunter played more minutes. 34 for DeAndre Hunter. 22 points, 5 rebounds, 1 assist. Another elite shooting night from him, 56%. His shooting and usage and minutes have all been well up. There might be a bit of a sell high on him because he does have a very, very high opinion from some people in fantasy circles. So you might be able to sell high. While Fanta Pants had 12 points with six assists. Again, the nice 12-team value for both those guys. Johnny Collins had two blocks and two steals with 17 and 12 in 33 minutes. We also got three minutes of Kevin Knox. And I don't think we'll get three minutes of Kevin Knox really ever again. Let us go on to the next game. The Memphis Grizzlies. They lose to the Bucks 126-114. Um, let's get a couple of things out of the way here. DeAnthony Melton played 17 minutes continues to baffle my mind how much the Grizzlies hate him. And Grizzlies fans will tell you the same thing, that they do not understand why they hate him so much. He was absolutely the right decision to add. Because logic would tell you, especially considering we saw at the start of the year, when Dylan Brooks was out, DeAnthony Melton would start, and he would play good minutes, and he would play well, and the team would play well. It, it happened. It just, it just happened. It's what happened. He averaged 11-4-3 with 1.6 deals and a block in his 13 starts and played 28 minutes a night. But now that Brooks is out, and Bain is out, and Anderson is out, and Jones is out, they're playing him fewer minutes than Jarrett Culver and Zaire Williams and John Conchar. They hate him. Something has happened. Now, he is not playing well. There is absolutely no argument about that. He is not playing well, D'Anthony Melton. But I would argue that maybe some of that is the lack of confidence of him just not getting an opportunity to actually do the, the things that he can do. And after proving to be an extraordinarily valuable player for the last two and a half years, him getting re reduced to bit minutes behind Jarrett Colbert, who's proven to be one of the worst top 10 draft picks in recent memory, has got to be frustrating. If you picked up Melton... You've got to be frustrated. I think you had to take the chance. You had to do it with all those guys out. You had to. And this doesn't rule out him playing 27 minutes next game and posting a good line. But they hate him, and I think you can drop him. In fact, Jack, what should we do? Get that garbage out of here! Jar was excellent. 39 minutes, 33, 8, and 14. Jaron Jackson was excellent. And it's great to see Jar and Jaron putting up big games together. 29-9 and nine with four blocks for Jaron. He's been awesome. Brandon Clark, also a 12-team league guy. 14-4, two steals and two blocks. Johnny Concha, some 12-team stream ability. 32 minutes, 6-7, and seven, one steal, two blocks. Really, really good player. Really solid player. Uh, Culver had two steals, and Zaya Williams had 10 points on 11 shots in his 33 minutes, while Culver shot 25%, but they're obviously clearly better than Melton. Steve Adams, just obliterated your percentages. 25 from the field, 0-4 from the line. That's horrible. The 11 rebounds is good, and he's been providing good rebound numbers, but I think that's really all he is at this stage. He's just a... He's just a... a um, he's just a rebound specialist. I don't really think he's anything more than that. Onto the Bucks. Drew Holiday did return, but came off the bench, weirdly enough. I, I don't know why 
nobody asked or Budenholzer didn't say anything about this pregame. It just we just hear the news. Hey, hey, he's active, but he's coming off the bench. Like, okay, what's going on? Twenty-two minutes, nine, five, and four. Bad shooting from Drew. That's fine. He'll be back. Oh, he'll be back and he'll be better than this. Giannis, 33, 15, and 7, and 88 from the line, while Middleton had 27, 7, and 7. And George Hill had a good line, 14, 6, and 6 in 30 minutes. But he is not, I would imagine, going to stay playing those sort of minutes when uh, Holiday gets back that job. Bob Portis had 14 and 9 with a pair of blocks, and we had 13 from Connaughton, uh, 9 from uh, Grayson Allen, 0 from DiVincenzo. But the Allen, DiVincenzo, Connaughton value, maybe value, sort of value, is not there anymore. Like in 12-team leagues, we can drop all of those blokes, I think, pretty comfortably. Let's look at the Chicago Bulls. Big win for the Bulls over the Cavs, 117-104. Markinen was great. 28 points, 5 triples, 7 rebounds. I guess this proves that revenge games are real. A steal and a block for him, 64%. Great. He's actually been playing better over the last two weeks. 63rd ranked player. He is a solid 12-team league hold. Darius Garland, 25-12. and 12. Great. The problem I have with him is he did go to the bench at one point in the fourth quarter holding his shoulder. He came back in, but just I'm a bit worried. Still great stuff. I'm not selling him or anything like that. Jarrett Allen only had six points, but 10 boards is good. And Kevin Love in 21 minutes, 13, 8, and 4. I think the 21 minutes is more we're going to see from Love as we move forward. And then Mobley had 18, 5, and 2 with a steal on two blocks. Good numbers again from Evan Mobley. But he has dropped off a bit from where he was at the start of the year. Isaac Okora continues to battle Tony Snell to be one of the worst fantasy players per minute in the NBA. He had eight points in 30 minutes, and he is not a 12 or a 14-team league guy. And to be honest, he's barely a 20-team league guy. He's ranked 250th this year despite playing 28 minutes a night. Actually, that's not true. 258th, despite playing 28 minutes a night. Now, I'd still have him in a 16-team league, but I wouldn't do too much more than that. Well, the Discman, Chetty Osman. Get that garbage out of here! Yeah, he's back to shithouse. For the Bulls, Caruso returned, but they continue to start Ayo Desunmu. 39 minutes, 18, 3, and 8 with two steals. He is playing unbelievably. 39 fantasy points. But I will, I will tell you this. This is not going to continue, and I'll tell you why. Because he hit 88% of his shots. He is shooting, I think, 68% of his uh, field goals as a starter and like 60% of his threes. There is no way. He's also averaging an astonishing amount of assists. And and he he's doing really well. And he is a 12-team league guy for now while Lonzo and Levine are out. There's no doubt about that. But this is going to drop off. 100% guarantee you. Kobe White also remains a 12-team league player. Getting four steals from Kobe White is like Christmas. Uh, he had 16, 4, and 3 with those four steals, while Vooch had 24 and 12. It's Vooch. It's big Vooch. is it. Vooch's a bitch. And DeRozan, another shit free throw night. 32 and 7 is great. One steal, two blocks is great. But he went 2 of 5 from the line. Why is these random bad free throw nights from DeMar DeRozan? It's frustrating. They started Alfonso McKinney. I don't know why. He played five minutes and never played again. And then Troy Brown got the start in the second half. That's what they need to keep going to. Troy Brown, he's a much, much better player than McKinney. And then the uh, the rabbit hunter, Alex Caruso. Be very quiet. I'm hunting rabbits. I thought he played really well. The numbers don't really translate here to fantasy. 9-3-2. and two. He had a block. I think he will be a 12-team league player. And if you want to take a grab at him, Go ahead and do it. I, th- I think he will have an impact really soon for fantasy. Again, as the minutes push back up, the Spurs smash the Thunder. Um, 118.96. Aaron Wiggins moved back into the starting lineup in place of Darius Baisley. 35 minutes, 19 and 8 with a triple one. 73%. Great. That's excellent stuff. You know, him and Dusunmu, really awesome stuff for second round picks. But again, I'm not reacting to this for Wiggins. I'm not looking at him as a 12 team league guy. 
we've seen enough out of him, I think, to suggest that it's just too much inconsistency to look at in 12 and 14 teams. Robinson Earl, only three points, but nine boards, while Baisley went back to nothing, six and six in 24, and Dort struggled 15 on 31%. Giddy struggled 9, 11, and 8 on 25%, and Shea struggled 13, 3, and 7 on 24%. Shea was riding high. Yeah, you, you ride high, and it's going to fall off. You shoot poorly for a while, it's going to step up. This is just the, the, the rules of fantasy basketball. Trey Mann had seven points. Thunder guys love him. I don't. I, I'm not, especially from a fantasy point of view, I'm not as big on Trey Mann. But Thunder people really like him. Um, he had seven points on seven shots with not much else. My worry with him is the lack of diversity in his game, like a bit Jordan clarkson where it's just a lot of scoring that's not particularly efficient, and I don't know what else you're doing. And I think that we saw that on display a little bit here. For the Spurs, DeJounte Murray, 30 minutes, 23, 10, and 14 with three steals, 64 fantasy points. He's a top 10 player over the last two weeks, and he's 14th for the season. I did not see this coming. He has been amazing. My man, Devin Vassell. It annoys me that he played 23 minutes, but I love that he had 19 and 8 with two steals, two blocks, and four triples. He, to me, is a clear-cut top 100 player for next season. He needs to be playing 31, 32 minutes, and I think he's really going to be very good because I know that Calden Johnson is not, and I know... Well, that's not true. I don't know that they're not going to be good. I believe that he's not going to be good, and I'm pretty close to knowing that Lonnie Walker isn't either. Walker had three points on 11%. He is just actually... I think he's actually bad. And the Spurs, he's up for a, um, he's a restricted-free agent. He's not going to have much of a market. Keldon Johnson only played 23 minutes, 13 points, with one rebound and zero assists. He is not a good category league player. He, he I guess, not doesn't fool you. That's unfair. But he does put up numbers in the points category in double digits. And you go, oh, double digits points, that's okay. But I, I need 15 or 16 of those to actually make an impact. And then you do nothing else. He is not a must-roster 12-team league category player. Dougie McDirt had 20 points in 21 minutes with six triples. That's great. But, yeah, there's just not enough consistency for him to be any sort of factor in basically any fantasy league outside of, you know, the very, very deep ones. The Toronto Raptors. They get the win? No, they don't. They lose against the Dallas Mavericks, 102-98. Nick Nurse is annoying. He is running a seven-man rotation and playing guys far too many minutes. Now, I know he does not trust his bench of Yuta Watanabe, Svima Hailuk, Isaac Bonga, Malachi Flynn, Delano Banton. He doesn't trust them, and that's fair enough. But at some point, like, you're doing all this, you're putting 44 minutes a night onto these guys, and you're not winning, that the trade-off has to be, well, if we're not winning anyway when we're burning these blokes into the ground, then maybe we want to preserve their health a little bit, and give some of these other guys a run. It's not like you're doing it and you're getting wins all the time, because you're not. You didn't win this one. The Jedi, OG Ananobi. But what about Scarves? OG, B- stop ones. OG. Uh, you better stop OG. I tell you now, you'll never fucking hear the end of it if one of these players suffers a significant injury because of overuse and being in games for too long. Um, good stuff from Ananobi. Good stuff from the wiki. Chris Boucher, sell high if you can. 15 and 12 with three steals. There's no Birch and there's no Trent. And those guys were back in the rotation. They will impact Boucher and Achua's minutes. Now, Precious had just 12 and 5 and 33 minutes, and he's not a 12-team league guy, even though the minutes are up. Siakam had 20 and 8. Good game apart from the shooting. Well, Scotty Barnes, another rough one. He did have foul trouble. That kept him down. 11 and 5, a triple one. At least he hit his free throws, but he's struggling. He's struggling at the moment. Top 200 over the last two weeks. Champagne played 16 minutes, three points there. Yeah, look, he's only a deeper league option. And that's it. They only played seven guys. And one of those seven was Justin Champagne, amazingly. 
Onto the Mavs. Doncic, 41, 14, and 7. He played 42 minutes. That's a lot, but he doesn't do that every night. While Porzingis had 18 and 7. Porzingis. 50% shooting. He's looking good again. Timmy Hardaway with a nice 16-point game in 27 minutes, but to me, he's just a streamer for 12s. And Brunson started to... I stuttered. I don't know why I said stuttered. Eight points, four assists, and 36%, while Finney Smith had nine and six on 36% as well. Brunson's a must roster. Finney Smith is not. Muxy Kleber, zero points in 25 minutes. Continues to start, but there is just not enough there for him to be a... Um, a must roster 12 team league guy. I just, I don't think that he's going to be that player. Dwight Powell had two points in 17 minutes, and yeah, his value is uh, not looking great, is it? Let's go to the Rockets. They beat the Utah Jazz on the road in Utah, 116 111. Gary Bird, Garrison Matthews, 30 minutes, 23 points, five triples, two steals. And that means that over the last two weeks, he is ranked. 234th. So don't overreact to this game. It's great. It's a great performance. And on a low volume day, when you stream in for points and threes, maybe he helps. But this is not an indication that he's a 12-team must-roster player. Christian Wood had 13, 15, and 4 with a block. And we're at the stage where him and Shengun just aren't playing together. Not a single minute together at all. So remember that bullshit before Shengun got hurt? Uh, the only reason... That, I don't know what that was. The only reason the coach isn't playing me is because, you know, I wasn't used to the minutes and in Europe I'm not used to it, but now I'm ready. I'm going to get more minutes. Well, since he said that, he's getting fewer minutes. Cool. That makes sense. The only thing that Shengun is going to be able to do here to get into 12-team discussions is Wood's going to have to get hurt or Wood's going to have to get traded. And stashing for that, again, we've only got three weeks to the trade deadline. Maybe you want to do it. I'm just so often anti-stashing because it just it doesn't work out often enough. Shengun's got the upside there, but it's all just theoretical upside at this point. Cousin Kev had 15, 1, and 8. Yeah, not bad numbers. Jalen Green did not have good numbers. 23 minutes for Jalen Green. Only 7 points, 5 rebounds, 0 assists, and 1 Jack Armstrong. Get that garbage out of here! Yeah, he's bad again. He's outside the top 200. Get rid of him. Add him if he puts together some consistent games, but no, he's not a must-roster player. The wild thing, Jay Sean Tate. Even the wild thing's gone well. I can't do much about that. 18 and 5 in 26 minutes. Yeah, good enough. Like, good enough to be a back-end 12er. Well, Gordon had 16 in 35 minutes and then not much else to talk about. No Don Mitchell for the Jazz. So Joe Ingles started, played 31 minutes and had 10, 5 and 6. He's fine to add while Mitchell's out. That's, that's it. Bogdanovich had 29 points. He took 27 shots and did nothing else. He does a little bit more than Keldon Johnson, but not much. He still is a 12-team must-roster player. Jordy Clarkson had 19-4-4. Actually, a pretty good game from Clarkson overall when you consider some of his other stinkers. J-O-R-D-A-N-C-L-A-R-K-S-O-N. And Conley had 17-3-4. Gobert stepped up his offense, 23-9, two steals, two blocks, four assists. A great game. He is the seventh-ranked player, Rudy is, over the last two weeks. Um... Royce O'Neal, only three points, but 15 boards and five assists. A very weird game from Royce. He's fine for 12s, but again, when you're looking to clear a roster spot because you want to grab someone who's high upside, maybe a bloke by the name of Cali who plays for the Detroit Pistons, then Royce is expendable. We'll talk about Cali in, uh, in just a sec as we get onto that game really, really soon. So let's go on to that, uh, that Pistons game right now and talk about the win that they had, 133-131. Sacramento, man, what are you doing? They were up like 10 points with two minutes left, and they, they choke and lose it to the Pistons. 133-131. Some big games. The depressed penis, 30-7. and seven. Five triples, three assists, one steal. It's a huge game from Sadiq Bay. This is coming off the back of some absolute turds. He's going to be inconsistent. We know that. But how about the return of your mate, my mate, 
Kelly Linick. 22 minutes, 22 points, 9 rebounds, 5 assists, steal, block, 2 dribbles, must roster player, absolute must roster player. In fact, I must make it known that he's a must roster player. He won't be this good every night. But he'll also probably play more minutes than this every night. With Kelly Linick coming back, um, the flame and glass. Is that you, Mr. Stewart? Well, who the hell else do you think it'd be? Get in here, you pair of flaming galahs. Now, I suppose when you've got the opportunity to try and build things with young players who maybe aren't that good, but you've got to have that chance to do it. You've got to take every opportunity as a terrible coach to not do that. And that's what Dwayne Casey's doing. I know they got the win, but you know what? It does not fucking matter. It doesn't matter that they won. It, do it means nothing, especially when you're doing it on the back of performances from Corey Joseph and Rodney friggin' Magruder. Oh, we got the win. Lucky Magruder was there to steer us good. It mustn't mean shit. But Stewart played 21 minutes and had 7 and 6. If that's what his playing time and role is going to be, which is what we feared, yeah, see you later. Trey Lyles got 19 minutes. He had 9 and 6. He's obviously a drop. Magruder, 32 minutes. He's just a professional. Yeah, after the trade, he came back and was professional. Cool. That doesn't mean anything, Dwayne. It just doesn't mean a single thing. And I know that you can argue, and you will argue, plenty of you, it's a coach's job to win games. Well, if that's the case, then the organization is terrible. Because there's got to be synergy here. You can't judge a coach just on wins and losses when the roster that is provided is to build for wins and losses in three years' time. So the coach is going to do things that are antithetical to the organization's philosophy. And that is losing games while developing young players, not scrounging out victories on the road with Corey Joseph and Rodney Magruder. There's, I don't think Dwayne Casey is a very good coach. I'm pretty sure you would have caught that subtle undertone. But it's the, the front office as well. You've got to have this shit, like, synergy here. And teams and organizations that don't remain bad. Yeah, 15 points from Magruder, that's great. I, I'm not adding him. Well, Corey Joseph, again, every opportunity you can, you've got to play the guys who are actually not that good in real life. 19, 4, and 9 for Joseph. And while Killian Hayes is out, look, that's 12-team streamable for sure. Because we know Casey's going to play him. He, he also had a second-year point guard that he could have played, but he decided to give Saban Lee seven minutes. Not that Saban Lee is particularly good, but his minutes went down somehow despite Killian Hayes being out and Cade Cunningham fouling out in under 21 minutes. It's a bad night from Cade, 13-1-0. He's struggling at the moment. Big buy-low energy here. Really got to go buy-low on him. Really low. Hamadou Diallo played 27 minutes. I do not think that Hamadou Diallo is a 12-team league player. So I would be happy to drop him. And yeah, that's really about it. But look, it's great. Pistons fans, you can cheer about it. You get the win. You can laugh at the Kings. And that's fair enough. Everyone does it. But it still is... Like, what's the point of it? I guess, what's the point of getting a meaningless win in January steered by Joseph Magruder? And to be honest, Olenek, who's not particularly old, but he's not particularly young. He's better than those other guys. It, it, doesn't, make, it doesn't make a lot of sense for organizational development. I guess the takeaways here are Adelinic for sure. Stream in Joseph. Drop Stewart. Drop Diallo. Buy low on Cunningham. For the Kings. No Tyrese Halliburton. So Terrence Davis played 38 minutes. 35 and 6, 7 triples. And as long as Halliburton's out, he's a 12-team league guy. I don't know what to make, make of Chavano Heald. 19 minutes, 2 points. That is obviously dreadful. But he's coming off some other big games. He's going to be up and down. And you just got to hold through it. Marvin Bagley's in the best stretch of his career, 25 minutes, 17 and 9. Now, he doesn't do anything else, no assists, no steals. He did block a shot, and 78% is not realistic, but there is at least points league value for sure here. Maybe even category league value. I'm not sold on that. Fox was pretty good as well, 27, 6 and 8. 
No threes after that report from Shams coming out saying that they do not want to trade him and they will not trade him. They're going to build around him and Halliburton. What, to try and push for the 11th seed? Um, I don't know what the point of that is. Well, Davion Mitchell had 13 and 4. The pencil, Harrison Barnes. Barnesy. He had 20 points, but nothing else. Two rebounds, zero assists, no defensive stats. He is still a hold, but uh, it has not been particularly good for Barnes since returning from the foot injury. And maybe in even like shallow leagues, like 10-team leagues, you might consider him a drop just to stream through that roster spot. All right, so let's go to the next game. The LA Clippers lose to the Denver Jokic's 130-128. Overtime game. Um, there was no Marcus Morris, who was out for personal reasons. Don't know what that was about. But that meant that we got a change in the rotation. Serge Ibaka started at power forward. Didn't go particularly well. He played only 14 minutes. Seven and six. I think he's washed. Like, I just don't think he's up to it anymore. But with him out of the center mix, we got 37 Ivica Zubats minutes. 32 and 10. He took 19 shots, second most on the team. There is no way that this is the plan to have Ivica Zubats do this continually, but this is, this is a great line. He'd also been really poor prior to this with the low minutes. This is good. I don't know where he stands as we move forward. Probably is a 12-team fringy sort of guy, but it's up and down. Reggie Jackson had been playing poorly and then put up 28-3-12 on 55% shooting. Cool. Amir Coffey, 31 minutes. Eight points, two threes, three assists, two steals. Now, the return of Luke Kennard did have an impact here, but I'm still going to hold Coffey. Terrence Mann played 39 minutes with Morris out, seven and eight. He's not a 12 or 14 team league guy. While BJ Boston looked good again, 16 points with four threes. He's just a name to watch, I reckon, Beach. 13 minutes only for my man, Isaiah Hartenstein. I know the value's there if he plays 20 plus minutes, but he's not there, so drop him unless you're just in such a ludicrously positive position where you can just stash blokes. It's just hard to see how it gets there at this point. While the Duck played 27 minutes in his return, 7 minutes for Luke Kennard, 22% shooting. He's a guy to me that needs 35 minutes, needs a lot of shots to return 12-10 value, and I don't think those things are coming necessarily. So I think he's more of a 14-team league guy versus a 12-team league player. He can have some 12-team value, and I don't mind uh, taking a shot at it, but I wouldn't say that he's a must by any stretch. On to the Nuggets. Let's do it. Let's sing the song. Yeah, this bloke's ridiculous. Like, he's just actually ridiculous, Nikola Jokic. Um, how, how, like, how does he do this shit? I, I don't get what he's doing half the time. 49 points. Didn't get the 50 like Embiid, but he had 14 rebounds, 10 assists, 3 steals, a block, 3 threes. Shot 88 from the line, had a true shooting of 77%, 64 from the field. He just continues to be ludicrous. And I reckon he might move up the MVP ladder. Just astonishing stuff, again, from Jokic with the game-winning assist out of a double team, the perfect pass to Gordon cross-court. Even Obi wants to talk about Jokic here. Monty Morris, who'd been playing like 28, 26 minutes, played 45, 19-9-9. A great game from Morris, but that's nowhere near where he's been. The rotation was all over the place. We try and gather patterns in fantasy, and it's hard when you see Bones Highland play 30 and 30 and then play 15, and Morris play 22, 22, 28, and then play 45. There's no predictability with that. Morris, despite playing 30 minutes a night, is only barely a top 150 player. He's fine as a 12-team league guy, but he's not a must. Aaron Gordon was also really good here, 28-4 and four with four threes. He's fine as a 12-teamer. And it was a bad night from Will Barton, who had seven points in 41 minutes. I'm still holding him, but he has really struggled after a hot start. 
The 15 minutes for Bones Highland's pretty inexcusable, and it's going to get probably a little bit harder when Bryn Forbes arrives. Six points in 15 minutes, hard to consider that a must-hold, but Faku played nine minutes and Rivers played seven minutes. I think those minutes might be... They might be getting Jack Armstrong here with Forbesy, for Forbesy coming in. Obviously, we're not rostering Rivers anywhere, but Faku did have some 12-team value. Maybe even 14-team league value, but yeah, it's not looking great for him. He really, really struggled and went scoreless on uh, 0-5 shooting in his nine minutes. They still don't have Jermichael Green back from his personal issue, so hopefully he is able to return soon. All right, so let's go to the last game of this absolutely monster day. The Pacers, on the road, beat the Lakers. Bye-bye, Frank Vogel? I reckon it might be. We'll see. We'll see what happens. I reckon he might be done. Um... Sabonis, 35 minutes, 20, 12, and 10. He did sprain his ankle, so we want to watch that. But a good game nonetheless, while Levert had 30 and 8. And Malcolm Brogdon actually played. Wow. Back-to-backs, I'm not sure if he plays tomorrow. But 19, 4, and 6, good efficiency. Yeah, I would try and trade him as soon as possible, if I could. Justin Holiday was solid enough. 11 points, 3 threes, 2 steals, and a block. Like He's totally adequate as a back-end 12-team league guy. But if you honestly appraise your roster, he's probably the worst guy there. And that means... You stream in, you stream out. Last game, we saw big minutes from Chris Duarte. We saw solid minutes again, even with Brogdon back, 32 of them. But 11, 5, and 3 is a little bit underwhelming. Don't mind him as an ad, but again, upside doesn't, doesn't feel particularly high. And I did warn you, I did warn you about Goga Badadze, how I thought you could take a flyer on it, but I don't trust the minutes at all. And you cannot explain to me why he would play three in this game. Three minutes. He had three points. He blocked two shots. He did have two fouls in those three minutes. But he played three minutes. Yes, they play tomorrow. So if you wasted an ad adding him, hold and see what the hell happens. But it was always weird to me that replacing Turner you and you know, if you want to get away from playing two centers, that you would continue to play t- two centers. And that's exactly what happened here. They didn't play the two centers. We got 16 minutes of O'Shea Brissett. I don't think he's going to be a 12-team league guy. Um, Isaiah Jackson played 10 minutes. He had two points. I don't think he's there. Torrey Cray got 31 minutes. He grabbed 13 boards and had two blocks, but shot 17%. He's only a very deep league player. And they just went smaller around Sabonis, which I think is a better option. If you're going to go away from playing two centers, don't play two centers, which is what it made no sense in that game against the Clippers, why Goga came out of nowhere to play those minutes. On to the Lakers. LeBron played 37. He had 30 and 12, five assists and two steals. Good numbers apart from the free throws. Also a pretty good game from Horton Tucker, 20.7 assists and two blocks, 64%. I'm not buying that, that we need to add it. And Carmelo Anthony, his first game back, played 30 minutes. He had 14 and 7 with two blocks. Now, is Carmelo Anthony the reason they lost? No. But you know, while there's a plenty of blame to go on the front office, you know, Vogel, we don't need 30 minutes of Carmelo Anthony. I'm telling you, we just don't need it. Especially when Malik Monk, who'd been playing so well, has been moved to the bench and now plays just 28 minutes and takes six shots. I will hold Monk for now. It's not looking good, though. He had 10 points in 28 minutes. Ariza, he's, he's washed, man. He's cooked. Starting him and Avery Bradley is literally a fireable offense. I know they're on your roster, but you don't have to start them or play them. Zero points for Ariza, five points for Bradley. There's just no reason for it. They're having no fantasy impact at all. And Stan Johnson had four points in 16 minutes. We talked about how his game last time was absolutely unsustainable. And yeah, there we go. Austin Reeves played 25 minutes. He had two points while... um, Again, after two weeks ago, now we're going small. Small is our identity. Now, LeBron is going to keep starting at center. Well, Dwight Howard started the last three at center now. 5.7 rebounds, two blocks. Is this Kurt Rambis sticking his bloody nose in? Are we going to have these guys starting? Is Howard going to start when Anthony Davis returns? Davis cleared for contact, by the way. 
Is that what they're going to do? Are they that dumb? Maybe. Possibly. Definitely. Uh, I was going to say I feel sorry for Lakers fans, and I do feel sorry for some of them. But this is, you know, not great at all. Let's look at the lines of the night. Monstrous goes to Big Chungus. Your waiver wire is Terrence Davis, who's a great ad at the moment. Young Gun is Sadiq Bay, And your dud of the night, because of those horrific percentages, is Steve O. Adams. Your top players today for nine category leagues. Number one was Jokic, just getting over the line ahead of Embiid. Trey Young, Doncic, Giannis, DeJounte Murray, Mo Bamba, Ivica Zubats, Ja Morant, and DeMontis Sabonis. Your top 10 rostered players under 50, or under 50% rostered. Terrence Davis, short-term stream. Caleb Barton, yeah, maybe without Tyler Hero. Okongwu, as long as Capella's out. Horton Tucker, I don't buy it. George Hill, no. Chumra Kiki, no. Just deeper, like 16-teamers for those guys. Corey Joseph, sure, while Killian Hayes is out. Garrison Matthews, streamer, but more 14-teams. Dayron Sharp, until Claxton's back, maybe. Uh, and Denny Avdia, I don't really buy that either. And your top 10 in points leagues. Jokic, Embiid, Doncic, Giannis. DeJounte, Morant, Trey, Bam, LeBron, and Terrence Davis. Guys, that will do it for me today. Don't forget to follow this podcast on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Stitcher, Spotify, and on the Odyssey app. If you are here on YouTube, thumb it up and leave your comments down below. Guys, we are done here. Thank you so much for listening, everyone. See ya.